Welcome to the Mindful Dating Podcast, where it's all about helping you find healthy, lasting love without losing yourself in the process. Get clear on what you need most from a partner, develop a dating and relationship strategy that works for you, and practice self-leadership in all your relationships. Join your host, Dr. Yael Dubin, on her mission to discover how you can lead from your most authentic, courageous self and create a lifetime of joy and abundance. Hello, everyone, and happy Tuesday. I am so excited to talk to you today about this topic. It's been on my mind for a while. Like the description said, Churchill said, if you're going through hell, keep going. The problem is you need to make sure you're not going in circles because if you are going in circles, you're going to be on your little trek a lot longer. You want to make a nice straight line out of hell. So how can you do that? I have 10 steps that are very simple that will help you keep going and get through to the other side and create a better future for yourself. Now, at the same time, I have these 10 steps. Before I get into this, I want to talk to you about a couple things. One is, if you are watching this playback, or if you, uh, you know, here on Facebook, or if you are listening to this on a podcast, could you please do me the favor of sharing this, liking it, commenting on it? Or if you're listening to the podcast, please leave a review and or consider subscribing or sharing this with your friends so that I can have an even bigger reach. If you are enjoying this and appreciating it and you find it really useful for your life, please share it with other people so that I can share what I have with a greater number of people. It's possible that they will become clients. It's possible they won't. It's also just possible to have better lives. And that's what I'm about. So now with that said, 10 simple steps to a better future so that you can make sure you're not going in circles if you're going through hell. The very first step of all of this is to regulate your physiology. Now, when you're going through hell, it's pretty stressful. We all know when we're having a difficult time in life, we call it stress and anything stress is really anything that brings you out of what physiologists call homeostasis. So it's like if it raises your pulse, if it raises your body temperature, if it gets your respiratory rate up, that's a stressor. And the first thing you want to do is regulate your physiology and bring that back down to a calm place. I approach that through mindfulness and that does not work for everybody. If there are other things that you want to try, I do happen to know a coach who specializes in helping people with that very first step of getting some calm and accessing some calm and regulating. So if you would need help with that and mindfulness just isn't your thing, please reach out and I will connect you with another coach I know who's amazing at that. Step number two. Identify your values. I talk about values a lot, and it's really important to know what your values are. Most of the time when you're going through hell, it's super hard. Um, I think what adds to the to the whole, I don't know, the distress of the whole trauma experience or whatever it is you're going through is that your values are called into question or challenged, or you feel like you're not able to live by them. Sometimes you can't live by them. Sometimes you need to just be aware that your values have changed because of the situation and you need to move forward differently. And sometimes you need to recognize that part of the reason that 
things are so difficult right now is that you've abandoned your values. And as soon as we abandon our values, we start to feel dissatisfied and like life doesn't have so much meaning. I know that sounds really weird that we're that fragile, but that's kind of how humans look at it. We're, we believe that, you know, most of us who are good people believe that we're here for some purpose or something good, some positive value. And when we can't live our values, we feel a little bit like, mm, what's the point? So when you get to your values, you identify them, you know what they are, you can say, my top three are this, the next step is to live by them. And this this one, you're going to need to be a little bit creative in the application of it. So for example, um, I was working with a couple just earlier today, and this couple, the, the guy's perspective is that he really values growth, and that's not one of his wife's values. And he didn't really, he couldn't, and when he expresses growth, all he thinks of when he thinks of growth, is him growing within his business. His wife doesn't value growth, and she does. She's not in the business. She doesn't do the business with him. And he's like, "Well, I don't know how I can use growth in my marriage when growth is all about my business." What you have to do is sort of detach that value from this specific thing you're thinking about, and step back and say, "Ah, okay, growth. If growth is a value." Where do I need to grow now in order to meet this next challenge? Or whatever your value is. If your growth, if your value is community, how can I use my value of community to see me through this challenge? Whatever that is. So if you have questions about that, or you're like, oh, this is my value. I bet she can't do this one. Just shoot me a message and let's brainstorm together. But that is the third step is to really put those values in action on the ground. The fourth step is to identify your strengths. Right, let me back up for a second to the values piece, steps two and three. Your values piece, values are your compass. They're your North Star. They tell you which direction to go. They help guide you as you walk a trail. So they're your navigational equipment. You're heading in this direction. I'm heading in the growth direction. I'm heading in the community direction. I'm heading in the service direction. Whatever your thing is, whatever your top values are, that's your compass, your navigational equipment as you are on your I'm going through hell journey. Then you identify your strengths. That's step number four. And you identify your strengths because your strengths are your walking stick. They're what you're going to lean on when the going gets tough. You're going to lean on what you're already good at. You're going to use your strengths everywhere. That's step five. You know what your strengths are and you're going to get really creative about using them. Okay, so if you're going through hell, you're on some journey, you have a walking stick, you might need to, I don't know, bop a bunny on the head for dinner. I don't know. You might need to use that walking stick to hang up uh, your pants if you had to walk through a stream and you had a river crossing. You might need to get creative about how you use your strengths, in other words. But you're going to rest on your strengths and use them on your journey. So for me, my strengths are that I'm a learner. So when I encounter a difficulty, I use my strength and I go learn something about whatever that challenge is. So use your strengths as much as possible, get creative in your application and use them everywhere. That's step five. Step six. And this one is easier said than done. You want to communicate authentically and compassionately. You want to do that within your own self. You want to be really compassionate and gentle within your own mind and within your own self. You want to be as authentic and compassionate in your communication with other people as well. 
So if you're going through hell and it's a difficult time, you don't want to listen to my first five steps and say, oh, I'm not doing that. I'm a terrible person. I'm never going to. Nope. Nope. This, these, this list of 10 things is not for you to beat yourself up with. So really just going to get into that compassion. Whatever you said before, let, let that go. We're going to be very authentic and very compassionate. And just say, I'm really struggling right now. I'm going through a difficult time. The thing that authenticity and compassion can do for you is it can help you really get into your core self because compassion is where self is, right? That's a that's an eight, one of the eight C's of self. When you're in that place, you are better able to see clearly what the genuine true options are in front of you. You're not telling yourself stories about reality. You're not telling yourself stories about the past. You are just seeing what is right in front of you. Which brings me to number seven. Don't tell stories about your past. Learn from it. There might have been some things that got you into this situation of hell. There might have been mistakes that you also made. You may play a contributing role. And uh, something like 25, 30 years ago, I read a study that showed that women who had been sexually assaulted did better recovering and had less PTSD if they if they blamed themselves, which sounds totally like I would never blame anyone to whom that happened. But the reason that it gave them less PTSD is because it gave them more control. They, If they had the blame, they had the ability to not do whatever it was that they did that they thought was the link. And I'm definitely not saying it is their fault. It is not a woman's fault when she gets raped. But feeling agency and restoring agency does help you feel that you can make the next steps in your journey. And agency is super important to come to. So learn from your past. Learn the places that you may have had some ability to make a different decision, take a different action, or maybe you had a skill gap that you need to develop a skill to allow you to move forward. Maybe maybe you had a job loss because there was an important skill that you have been resistant to learning and now it's become important to your employer. Or maybe you had a relationship loss because uh, you're really bad at apologizing and you can't make repair, whatever. Learn. Yeah, I'm not good at that. I, I have had a skill gap there and I need to learn. And once you learn that lesson and once you know the lesson, leave your past behind. No beating yourself up about how you got here. If you're going through hell, keep going. You don't want to go in circles and blaming yourself and getting stuck in that place of blaming yourself or blaming other people for that matter, is only going to keep you walking in circles. If the let go of the blame game, learn what you can do, learn what you did to contribute to this part of your journey, and then leave it behind. It's easiest to leave it behind once you've done step nine, which is create a vision for the future. You want to create a compelling vision that keeps you moving forward. And this step really reminds me of a period of my life where I was, um, I had been through a lot of difficult things. 2011 was a banner bad year for me. Um, and I was in, in the middle of graduate school somewhere around 2014, 2015. It was really difficult. And I created a vision for the future for me that kept me marching forward. It was, it was a hellish time in my life. And I was able to keep moving forward because I had a vision that inspired me. I was working on a dissertation that had deep meaning for me and it kept me moving forward. So create a vision of your future state. And this works if you're in a relationship. It works if you are single and want to be in a relationship. 
Create a vision of the future state that you want to see. Create a vision of where you want your marriage to be that it isn't. Create a vision of the partnership you long to create that you don't have yet so that you know what you're moving forward for. That will help you not walk around in circles as you're going through hell. Number 10, live as if what matters to you actually matters to you. And this is the hardest one. A lot of times we get in places where we think we need to make a compromise in order to stop going through hell. We think, yes, we did some things that may have contributed to this difficulty. Yes, we made a choice that may have contributed. Or yes, we have a skill gap that may have contributed to this problem. What we end up doing is feeling so bad about ourselves that we compromise on the things that matter most to us. So you really need to live as if what matters to you matters. Your values matter. Your vision for the future matters. Compassion matters. All of these things matter to you. And it's really important to hold them very dear and very close to you so that you do not walk around in circles. And this reminds me of, I think it's from the I Ching the best way to overcome adversity is by making energetic progress toward the good. And you have to be firmly committed to that good vision and being the kind of person who brings repair to the world because we have a world in need of repair, right? And, and as we are going through our challenges and through hell, we are the like ground zero place where we're repairing in this moment you want to live as if what matters to you actually matters to you. As soon as you give that up, it's much harder to get yourself out of that hell you're going through and you end up walking in circles because the thing that you care about most, those passions for you are actually on the other side of this experience. So I'm really curious how all of this is landing with you. I'm going to repeat the steps really quickly. Regulate your physiology. Identify your values, live by your values in very creative ways and really think that one through. Identify your strengths, use your strengths everywhere intentionally, communicate authentically and compassionately, learn from your past, leave it behind, create a compelling vision for your future, and then live as if what matters to you actually matters to you. Curious how this is sitting, wonder if this is helpful, would love some comments on this. Um, and let me know if this was helpful. And if you have had your own journey through hell and any of this resonates with how you walked out the other side, we'd love to hear that. And if you have additional steps, please share. Thanks so much. Take care. Thank you for listening to Mindful Dating with your host, Dr. Yael Dubin. If you're ready to shake up your dating routine and transform your approach to relationships, go to BechiraCoaching.com where you can sign up for our newsletter, pick up your free digital copy of Five Keys to Finding Lasting Love, and even schedule a free call with Yael now. Bechira Coaching is on Facebook and Instagram. Stay up to date with our programs, literature, and watch live sessions with Dr. Dubin. Links will be included in the show notes. Tune in next week when we'll share more about how you can find lasting love without losing yourself in the process.